It is time to recap a week in Drake Sports. This is The Bark, and here are your hosts, Noah Manderfeld and J.D. Pellegrino. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to another week of Drake Sports. My name is Noah Manderfeld, the sports director for the Drake Broadcasting System. And alongside me, as always, is Sir J.D. Pellegrino, a sports writer for the Times Delphi. J.D., how are you doing today? Noah, I am heartbroken. The Bears traveled, the Chicago Bears traveled all the way over to London to put up zero points in the first half of the game to respond with 21 unanswered points to take the lead only for Chase Daniel, the man who put us back in the game, to blow it in the final seconds of the game, throwing an interception, ruining our chances of winning. But other than that, um, we do have some highlights to look for in Drake sports. The Drake men's football team took the lead of the conference, uh, 2-0, as one of three teams who have played two conference games with a win over Valpo for parents' weekend at home. There we're gonna get, then we're going to get to men's and women's soccer and then volleyball, which has fallen in the last three straight contests, or four straight contests, but three since our last recording. Yeah, J.D., your sports week could not be worse than mine. I'm a Twins fan. We've lost yeah. th- two in a row to the Yankees. It's just a bad sports week. I don't know. But football had a good week. J.D., you yeah. want to go into that? Yeah, football had a great week. So Drake football against Valparaiso at home for parents weekend. And this was one of the best games that Drake has played so far this season. Mm-hmm. I'm going to quick get to some notes before we get into drives and games and key performers. Drake has outscored Pioneer Football League opponents 76-23 to so far this season. That's only... Against two opponents. That's against yeah. yeah. So that is a that that's against Marist and Valpo. With that being said, it has only been two games, but Drake is now two and zero where it counts, which is in conference. After losing their three games to begin the season, if we had to write this season as a timeline, looking at the first five games, here's what it would be: Drake finds out what they're made of. That's their first three games where they went zero and three against three very hard teams: South Dakota State, now ranked number three. Moving forward, dogs put practice to play, and that is the 41-17 win over Marist out in New York. And then finally, the the new and improved. That is when the Bulldogs returned home this week, this Saturday, and demolished Valparaiso 25-6 during parents' weekend. This was a very key win for the Bulldogs team. Uh, The game first started with a pair of goose eggs in the first quarter, no scores for either team, but then just under two minutes into the second quarter, Drew Lauer put the first points on the board with a two-yard run with a Nathan DeBruin uh, PAT with six minutes and 20 seconds time of possession, and then again responding a little bit later, actually just three and a half minutes, Caden Meese had an 11-yard pass from quarterback Ian Corwin, who later got hurt. We're going to get over to that in a little bit, talk about where he's at and how the game finished with a minute and 56 seconds time of possession to where Valpo responded with a 46-yard field goal. Very impressive to kind of come back a little bit. Bulldogs up 14-3, to and then right before half was over, or actually there was one more score before that, but with uh, two minutes and five seconds left, Drew Lauer again trading off scores with Caden Meese had a 15-yard touchdown run, a 47-yard six-play drive. Valpo kicked a 41-yard field goal. Again, their kicker Latosanis with a 41-yarder to give the uh, about to give Valparaiso six points on the game, and then to begin the third quarter, 
after Lauer scored the first one. Meese with the second one. Lauer with the third one. Back to Meese. 53-yard touchdown run. Mm -hmm. Took the ball out wide out left and ran up the sideline. 53-yard score with a Nathan DeBruin PAT to improve the Bulldogs 28-6 in the game. And then finally, the Bulldogs had to pound in one more with the Devin Cates, of course, nobody else. Devin Cates, four-yard pass from quarterback Ian Corwin. It sounded like this was a very easy win, and it did look like that. But but Ian Corwin did get hurt in that mm-hmm. game, right, Noah? Yeah, he did. He uh, It was a run in the late in the first quarter. He sustained a leg injury. I don't quite know where he stands in terms of how he feels today or anything, but he came back late in the second quarter. He was running around on the sideline for a while, had his helmet on, and Ben Ninehouse, and you've got to credit the uh, offensive coordinator and the system for allowing him to succeed as well. He was very good in, in replacement. I believe he got a touchdown. Um, but then Ian Corwin did come back out, and he scored a touchdown on his first drive that he came back. Uh, in fact, I believe he was 3-for-3 three three with about 46 yards on that drive, maybe even up to 50. Uh, he was very good in that drive, and he looked, I'm going to be honest, this offense looked like it did under Grant Kramer. It looked that comfortable. And in fact, if you look at just their matchup versus Valparaiso specifically, this is the eighth time in 11 meetings that Drake has scored over 30 points and their fifth consecutive against Valparaiso. Also, it's their eighth time in 11 meetings holding Valparaiso for under 20 points. So it's just domination all around. And that really goes to show the domination and the completion of this team. But Corwin, 154 yards, 13 of 20, um, and that's including missing for a lot of the second quarter. Uh, he had confidence. There was even a couple tight windows he threw into, including one to Dorn, in which there were three uh, defenders around him. Now, should he have thrown that ball? Probably not. But the the point here is he threw it hard, and it fit that window, even though it did might might have put uh, Dorn in a pretty bad spot there. But uh, he was firing balls all around, and he he's fun to watch. This offense is looking great, Noah. What do you think is the biggest difference this at this point in the season as opposed to those first three games? The thing that we were missing was a quarterback who could throw the ball, and that's why we combined for a total of 24 points over our first three games. It's the fact that we didn't have a quarterback who was confident enough in throwing the ball well enough consistently. And now in these last two games in which we've combined to score a total of, what is it, a, a total of 76 points, it's because we have a confident quarterback, and the quarterback position really makes an offense, and we had all the pieces there, and now that he's throwing the ball with accuracy and all around the field, um, we're now seeing this explosive offense that can be combined with a defense that when you give the opposing offense less touches, they're a lot more rested, and they can be even more dominant than they were before. And as we have mentioned, it was in the hands of Ian Corwin to carry the success of this team. Under Ian Corwin's leadership, the Bulldogs now find themselves 2-0 in conference, leading the Pioneer Football League. They're one of three teams to have played two games. The other two are Stetson, who is now 1-1, and then Marist, who is 1-2. So Drake is ahead. More games to come as all teams are in conference play. Moving forward, Drake will be on the road this upcoming Saturday against Butler. Again, the Bulldogs, October 12th at 12 p.m. Let's hope for a great week for the Drake football team and hope to get that 3-0. and I'm going to cross it over to Noah for men's soccer. That's right. Men's soccer, they took it. They took on Bradley and they won one to, or they lost one to nothing, excuse me. Uh, that was last Saturday, October 5th on the road. And this was an, uh, just a game. It's, it's a soccer game in which 
you could not capitalize on your opportunities when you get them. Uh, they had 15 shots, four of them on goal. Uh, Misselhorn, he had two of them. Fainer, he had three shots. But Drake just could not get past the Bradley goalkeeper, and that was really the frustrating part of this whole game is that Drake had opportunities, um, and they just could not uh, capitalize on them. And this came after Luke Anderson in the first 20 minutes. He made three crucial saves to keep the Bulldogs in the game, and you would think that would give them a little bit of momentum, and it did, but Drake just could not capitalize it. Bradley, they finally got in the net in the 57th minute, and that got them the lead and the win. And unfortunately, this is soccer. Soccer, you have missed opportunities. You you can pressure all you want, but you got to put it behind the net, and it just doesn't roll your way. And soccer goals are so far, few and far in between that um, you really got to take advantage of what you get. And Drake just could not capitalize on. Uh, so if you're looking at the caliber of Bradley as an opponent as well, Bradley is about as good as us. And so this is an even matchup that I think Drake would really like to have back uh, on the road. But um, Bradley, they're undefeated on the road and, or at home, and, and that really showed here in this game. So Drake, they fall to 5-5 five and five on the season, 2-2 two and two in the Missouri Valley Conference after starting the conference 2-0. and They're now lost their last two, but they host Evansville on Wednesday, October 9th at 6 p.m. before traveling to Missouri State for a 1 p.m. showdown on October 13th. On the women's side, the women had another one of those tough weeks, and we talk about it with the men's team. They've had it for just about one game. The women's team, they've had it for three games. They just cannot seem to score. They lost one to nothing versus Missouri State this week, and they had eight shot attempts, four on goal, but just could not convert for their life. Missouri State, they they scored a goal in the 28th minute. Uh, that was enough to make it a one to nothing game, and Drake just simply could not overcome it. Uh, Missouri State, though, they had 14 shots. Eight of them were on goal. Kelsey Stone, she had seven saves. Stone did all she could to keep Drake in this game, but unfortunately, there's only so much you can do when your team doesn't score, and now uh, Drake has gone three consecutive games without scoring. Uh, they have scored just more than two goals just once this season, uh, or two goals or more just once a season, which means every game they're scoring, they're only scoring one. It's an issue that needs to be solved, and I don't really know what can be done to solve it because it seems like they're getting opportunities every game. They weren't getting them the first two games. That just happened. But it seems like they're giving it every single game, and they just can't seem to capitalize. And Kelsey Stone and this defense is great. They're stifling, but you've got to score if you want to win, and that's the frustrating part with this team. Yeah, and no, I just want to chime in real quick. There are only five games left in this season. We've got a game against Evansville on October 12th, UNI on the 16th, Indiana State on the 20th, and then on the 26th and and then on the 31st, we've got Valpo and Illinois State. Only five games left. We're more we're well crossed half the halfway mark throughout this season. We are 0-2 in, against conference opponents with the Missouri Valley Conference tournament coming up in early November. What chance do you think the women's team has if any at coming back what do they need to do to really win this tournament they need to convert um and they have experienced pieces they have they do have experienced pieces um I think their defense is really good they need to keep that up but I think the bottom line is they need to convert and I mean in the games that I've been to they've been right at the net and they just either miss the net or just miss the ball overall and so I that's really all it comes down to and so yeah, they take on Evansville on the road. They come back versus New UNI, Indiana State, and Valparaiso for three straight home games before the tournament. Uh, they've got five games to figure this out and get their scoring uh, stretch 
in, in order. Um, but right now it's not looking good, but they do have time to turn around. We saw it last year. They had a really rough regular season, went to the tournament, and ended up going to the championship mm-hmm. game. So uh, that's what we can see from this team. Uh, with the experience that they have. So I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. It is a tournament, and the regular season is tossed out once you get your seating. So that's really key. But they're going to take on Evansville on the road on October 12th at 3 p.m. J.D., I'm going to set it over to you for volleyball. Oh, Noah, you dog. Yeah, I try my best. So ever since our last recording last Monday, we are recording on Sunday this week, the Bulldogs have played three games for volleyball, and they have lost all three of those, one to three. So this is their fourth straight that they have lost. Uh, in the last week, they have played Loyola on September 30th, Southern Illinois on the 4th, and the Missouri State one day later on the 5th. They have fallen in all of those games and now find themselves with an overall record of 7-11. and 11. But the main thing is looking at conference. They're 1-4 and four on a four-game losing streak. At home, they're 3-2, and two, and on the road, they're 2-5. and five. So at home, we have seen some heartbreaker losses that maybe they should have won, and on the road, it is just looking like it's, it's tough for them. We are seeing the production and the productivity out of Haley Bush and Emily Plock at the net, the same people who have been really grinding out there for the team, like Paige Aspinwall, Kylie Mackey, and Maddie Ford. They're, they're doing all that they can, but I think this team is a different team than last year. Looking at the rest of the schedule, we still do have a good handful of games left. We are about at the midpoint of the season and five games into conference play. What what has to happen again, Noah? Similar question as women's soccer. What has to happen for this team to kind of turn it around and find the momentum they need to have a successful rest of the season so that they can have a successful postseason? Because if there's one thing I know... Momentum and the mentality, the feng shui of the team really matters in a sport like volleyball. No, it does. And I think that's what they're missing. They're missing that experience piece because, I mean, they took on Missouri State on the road. Missouri State is not that great. They have four wins all season long, and we we just got outplayed. We lost the first set by two, uh, won the second set by seven, lost the third set by seven, and lost the fourth one by eight. We just got outplayed, flat out outplayed. And uh, we had Loyola, we had Southern Illinois, and we're, we're just not succeeding. And, and I think that's what's missing. It's that experience factor, and this team just isn't gelling right now. And um, we talk about it a lot, that junior class with Emily Plock and Paige Aspinwall and all of them. I mean, that's supposed to be the rock right now. And uh, as much as Emily Plock and Haley Bush, the freshmen, is, are doing as much work they're doing up at the net, it doesn't seem to be enough right now because I think you're right. They're missing that leadership aspect that makes a team. Yeah, and correction, Paige Aspinwall is a senior. However, oh, yes. the point still stands that the leadership that Catherine Cheek and Grace Schofield brought last yeah. season, we, we see that in Paige Aspinwall a little bit, but that's only one person. And as much as she is a dominant player in the Missouri Valley Conference, she doesn't have the same effect at the net, and that is simply because she is a setter. So the team is struggling a little bit. Looking at the Missouri Valley Conference standings, Drake's, Drake finds himself at the bottom, not at the way bottom, but they are second to last. At the top is UNI at 5-0, and and then Loyola 4-0. Bradley comes in at third. Evansville 3-2 and two in fourth place, and then Illinois State in the middle 2-2. Two and two. But Drake is down at ninth place, 1-4 in conference with a winning percentage of 200. 
Uh, 7-11 overall, not playing that great. This is not something that we saw last season, but like I was saying, this is a new team. Coming up, Drake is going to be facing off against Illinois State and Bradley. These are two teams that, that they can beat. I think Bradley's going to be a little bit more difficult as they are third in conference with a conference record of 3-1. and one. And then Illinois State right in the middle at 5-2-2. Two and two. These are two statement games that Drake, I think, needs to win, and this will kind of help them reshape their season so far. Yes, they do need to win, J.D., and that's going to conclude it for us here on The Bark. We're going to hope for a better week for volleyball specifically, but for all teams and hope that football can keep on their winning ways. Let's have a good week in Drake sports, folks. (laughs) 